Welcome to Finding Hope, The End to Suffering. Hosted by psychologist, author, and co-founder of the Colorado Institute for Conflict Resolution and Creative Leadership, Dr. Barry Weinhold, with national radio host, award-winning producer, and inspirational speaker, Patricia Raskin. Hi, Patricia. Well, hello, Barry, and hello to our listeners and our audience, and welcome to Finding Hope, The End to Suffering. Right. And with Barry Weinhold, who is the creator and the founder of this podcast, he's a prolific author of 77 books. He has PhD, a PhD in psychotherapy and many other so many other things as a teacher, as a professor, uh, as a therapist, uh, as an expert. So, Barry, um, thank you for this great podcast, and thank you for the opportunity to co-host it with you. So there Um, you go. I'm enjoying working with you, Patricia. You're an expert interviewer. Well, thank you. Thank you. Well, um, we're really happy that we are bringing Mary Odgers on again. And uh, she's quite an amazing woman. Uh, She... Uh, First, she lost her home in a lifetime of memories in a California wildfire. One year later, in a span of eight weeks, she lost her husband, her father, and her youngest son, all in tragic ways, and her husband and her son due to suicide. I mean, this is is talk about being blindsided. And Mary is a registered nurse of 22 years. She's a life coach, and she's now a master degree certification coach, so she is helping thousands of people. Uh, getting through grief and finding hope and ending their suffering. So welcome. Welcome, Mary. Mary. Thank you. All right. Nice to see you all. You too. So Barry, I know you have a very important surprise question for Mary. Yeah, right. Well, I read the book and you probably have too, Mary, uh, titled When Bad Things Happen to Good People, mm-hmm. Howard Kirshner. And so it raises an important question about how does one handle the resulting pain and suffering of the loss of uh, of a loved one or any bad things that happen to good people? So I'd like your take on it. How did you personally answer this question? Restate the question, please. Uh, uh, How does one handle the resulting pain and suffering when bad things happen to good people? Well, I, I think we are being unique individuals that we all have our own way. And I, um, I truly was, it sounds like such a simple word to put to such a tragic life that I ended up with there. But I, um, I just had no idea how I was ever going to get past it. And, um, you know, my mom and my dad passing away, um, I expected it. And of course I was sad, but when you expect it, it's different. Yeah, much different. And my husband, um, that was, it was horrifying. I didn't, I wasn't sad for years. I was just horrified. Um, but my son, that was the one I thought I, I just cannot imagine ever feeling separated from this. And for many years, I wasn't separated. It owned me. It owned my sleep. It owned my uh, my interpersonal relationships. And I've already established that people were so good to me. But what I used to have to give back in a relationship 
it, it escaped me. It left or it was being hidden by my my terrible grief. Yeah. And um yeah, that was that was I, I I and I still have parts of not a lot, but the isolation I get I guess the best word I can use, overwhelmed or fearful. I used to have people in my home all the time, have dinners, have anything, and I I get so anxious. I, I absolutely stopped it for years. And if people came, I was so glad they just came because there they were and I couldn't say no. And I always ended up enjoying it, but I would never make a plan. And I'd say I'm back 80%, maybe 75%, but it, 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 I became a stranger to myself and I, you know, it still comes up and I'm a lot better than I was and I have faith. But um, I just, my unique personality said, let's figure this out. And I, I prayed and prayed and I read and I looked for myself in good situations, but it takes time and it takes a commitment to what you want. That's That's an important part. I'd like to add and, and emphasize that because there is no timetable. Right. Doesn't seem it, to be. It's, it's individual, and you have to be in charge of that. I mean, nobody can say, "Oh, you got to stop grieving." <laughs> it's yeah. going to take as long as it's going right. to take, and and and, yeah. and so it. I mean, there were people that I knew that wanted to get on with it and 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 their own grieving, and so uh, and I said, "Well, you can do that, but I'm not done. I'm not." And so mm-hmm. I lost a few mm-hmm. friendships up over that because they they got a little bit triggered by hearing me still be in my grief when they were wanting to get mm-hmm. beyond it. So, but right. I, I've persisted, and and I'm glad I did because it takes whatever time it takes. It doesn't. There's no nobody can put a timetable on that. But right. You'll know. I mean, even to know that you're eighty percent is is a good way to yeah. notice that you're conscious of where you were and where you are now and, and that you still have more to, more to finish. I want to add something to what Mary just said when she said, you know, you, you, you keep hopeful, you know, you keep your goals in front of you. I think that is what has gotten me through so many things is you, you're going through these, you know, the suffering and you're saying, you know, one voice says, well, you won't get this again. And, but, for me, what has kept me going is I've always said, you know what? I am going to get this again. I'm going to get it in a better way than I had it before. And, oh, and it's taken so me great. years, years. And, you know, and then, and then it's, I always say it's like kissing a lot of toads, right? You kiss a lot of toads and you just keep saying, oh, well, there was another one. But you know what? There is one out there. Mm-hmm. And whether it's a job, whether it's a, a significant other, whatever it is. And, but you have to, I think, really believe it that it's possible i think when you don't believe it that it's even possible that's when it just won't happen that's what i see Mm -hmm. and that's what Mm -hmm. helped me and i get some amazing dreams that even though i dreamt for them you know i was like well i you know i really want it but will it you just have to stay open i think you're exactly right and it's important to say that that each person that comes into your life let's say it's a person that is part of your journey. 
Right. Yes, it's part of your journey. And right. when, when if the person leaves, it's almost being grateful for the experience. Yes. Now that just really throws some people saying, just oh. be so great, like grateful. I'm here to tell you I'm going crazy. I miss this person. Yeah. No, yeah. they're part of the process getting to yeah. where you want to go. Yeah. Trust, yeah. trust it. Trust it. Try that. And and even if it wasn't the right relationship or it wasn't the appropriate relationship or it wasn't whatever what, you've learned something from it. Mm -hmm. If you've moved on to something better, right? If you haven't moved on to something better, then you didn't learn whatever that was. But to me, if you've taken that next step and now you have the next thing, well, obviously you learned something from the last one. Right. And, you know, that. and let's bring up that. That's the question I had for you. Finding love again, which you have. Mm-hmm. And in a fairly short amount of time, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't many, many years. It was a couple of years, right? Mm-hmm. Talk about finding love again, Mary, when you had love before. Well, I, I, it didn't take very long to realize I wanted, I liked being married. I liked being married to my husband as difficult as it became. It didn't overshadow the whole 30 years. And I thought, I, w- I would like that experience again. And um, Barry, you mentioned your timetable wasn't other people's timetable. And I actually used that, uh, that phrase with my family. I said, I want everybody to meet this person. I don't want you guys wondering what I'm doing. And I say no, because I'm seeing this person kind of secretly. No, I want you to know it's not love. You know, if the kids aren't happy, he's gone. Uh, That was my one limit. But I said, my timetable is very different than your timetable. I know you lost a lot too, but I'm the one who pretty much sits home and I I was used to sharing my life and I want to. And when I found Pierre, he was perfect for us in that he wanted that kind of togetherness, but he wasn't a man that had been single for so long and was dying to meet someone and marry again and all that. He wasn't. And I was just pleased I was willing to go out. You know, I wanted it, but I was pleased. I was willing to allow myself to be engaged. And because he was so light about it, he was committed, but he was light about it. It allowed us to find our way both through having a a, a sad experience. He, a divorce and me losing my husband Mm -hmm. to suicide. And it it just worked. And pretty soon I thought, boy, I really don't want to be without this man. Well, how does it feel to have been married 30 years and really, for all practical purposes, date one man and be with him for the rest of your life? I thought, you know, I can't explain it. That's just what I did. You know, it kind of suits my personality. But, you know, that's just what I did. And I was so grateful for the love, for someone to check on me, call me once in a while. Yeah, I was so grateful. And, you know, I'll tell you, I think if my husband and I had gotten a divorce and he lived across that town, I don't think I would have had the heart to get involved with someone so soon. But there was no negotiating where I was and where I was going to be for the rest of my life. So hmm. I, I went with it. I went with yeah. it. Yeah. Barry, your comments. Well, I think uh, you illustrate the whole idea that I was talking about, about the the need to have your own personal timetable and your, and to follow that and not get 
talked out of it by other people in their timetables. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems, well, it was right for me. I took a chance and I, I can't think of one person that in my family that's not happy. Right. He just fits in. It's been 12 years. He has a son. Wow. He fits in. Yeah, he fits in. And, you know. Yeah. Well, I always uh, say that, uh, and this was Barbara's favorite expression. She would say, uh, life without risk is not worth living. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and he was a person who, uh, who took risks and, uh, and, and, and so I carried that with me and as something I learned from her in our marriage, mm-hmm. be a person to take risks. And I wasn't necessarily that kind of person earlier in my life, but since married, being married to Barbara, I've become more that way. And actually mm-hmm. I was that way in, in my uh, meeting of Janae. I mean, it was like, I took some tremendous personal risks to, just to reach out to her at at a time mm-hmm. when I had no idea that she'd be even interested in me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That was right. On, that was not characteristic of me earlier in my life. Right. Uh, Talk about going with your gut feeling on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think too, as you said, and I'd love you both to address this, you know, falling in love or finding another person, you know, there's there's old stuff that plays here. So, you know, sometimes it's not like, oh gee, it's just clear sailing. It's, you know, other stuff, other baggage you bring. I mean, you have to work. I think you have to work through things in order to move to the next level. What are, what are both your feelings about that? It's not just, oh, gee, I just fell in love again, you know, happily ever after. Yeah. It's you've had other experiences. Well, Barry, oh, go I'll, ahead. I'll, th- I'll go with that because mm-hmm. uh, my men in my men's group uh, often are younger men and they're just starting dating or they've been divorced and now are out dating again and uh and i always say well the best thing to do when you meet somebody is have lunch with them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. lunch is more is safer than mm-hmm. dinner mm-hmm. and also uh then interview them ask them some questions about what was it like growing up in their family how'd they get along with their mother how'd they get along with their father was there any alcoholism in their family or other kinds of things and if they say that they're not interested in talking about that, that's probably not the right one. And then you'd be open to be interviewed as well. Uh, they can ask you the same question. So uh, I always say, you know, uh, and, and basically my idea about relationships is that we always bring to relationships all the other experiences we've had in mm-hmm. previous relationships. And mm-hmm. it's important to be as transparent about that as possible. Right. And, and and so uh, uh, my daughter took my advice. She was in a relationship with somebody who was addicted and uh, and she was became enabling. And finally, I said to her, you know, if you're going to go out with somebody, just interview them and ask them about their their childhood and whether there's been any alcoholism in their family and other questions. Right. And she did that and she found this wonderful man. And now they've been married for mm. 27 years or something like that. Wow. Yeah. Right. I ended up performing yeah. wedding for them. And yeah. it was oh, yeah. how wonderful. Well, it makes so, perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. So, Mary, in the few minutes we have left, what would you say to people about the topic of this program, right? Finding hope, the end to suffering. 
what would you say? Hope is, is an interesting entity for me. And what I felt at that time in my life is that there was absolutely no hope. All It wasn't as if someone was in an accident and laying in the hospital and I was, you know, hoping, hoping. It was over. And so the hope idea was transferred to, I am 51 years old and I used to laugh to myself about things. I used to be excited when I'd open my eyes and it was light out so I could get up. Um, that didn't exist anymore. And my hope was, please, 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 I've got to be able to really participate in life again. And I know I don't mind if it takes a while, but that's what it's the it's the suffering. We are all meant to suffer, not forever, not forever. And that's what I would say. Let that be your guide to your to searching, to having the energy, to having the tenacity to keep on doing things when you don't feel like it. Yeah. That will get, that's that's the hope that carries you to the lack of suffering. Mm. Wow. To the anti-suffering too. Thank you. That was so wonderful. Um, Barry, what, your thoughts about that? Well, when people uh, seem stuck at times, uh, and sometimes they they say I'm depressed, or I'm 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 just can't seem to mobilize myself. I I usually say, well. Think of one thing you could do that's different from what you did before. Try it and see what happens. And if it's positive, that might lead you to have enough confidence to take one more step. So it's not a, a huge leap. It's just a small, maybe a baby step that says, okay, I can mobilize. I can do something on my own behalf that, that brings me joy or hope or whatever. And so right. it, it's not, uh, uh, I mean, people sometimes go way off in the future and say, well, from where I am now and where I want to be is so far apart, I'll never get there. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. can if you just take it and break it down into smaller yeah, steps. Yeah, smaller steps. Well, this has been wonderful. Mary, I know people can find you at sixweddingsandafuneral.com, correct? Six funerals Funer- and a wedding. Oh, here we go. We did I it never again. should. I never should have said that to you. I didn't dream okay. it would just transfer right into no, you. No, <laughs> that's all right. Ben is going to cut it out, aren't you, Ben? So um, we're going to just Welcome replay to that. World. No, let's no, let's replay that. Okay, okay? because okay. we're recording. So I'm going to say. So Mary, it's it's been really wonderful to have you on the program and have you share your story, and again, your website. Tell us your website. Six funerals and a wedding.com. Okay. And it is your memoir of what you've been through and how you've gotten through it and how you have found hope and ended suffering. And now you're helping thousands of people do this uh, as a grief counselor and as a nurse and as a coach. So thank you so much. Oh, and Barry, I, go ahead. I, the pleasure is mine. And I thank you both so much. This is just really, really been great. Yeah. yeah, it's been really great talking with you and finding out more about your story and how you got yourself through it. It's, it's inspirational, Mary. 
Well, really thank you. And really I'm is. glad you wrote the book, and you should be telling your story every chance you get a chance. Uh, if it's a church or speaking mm -hmm. movements or whatever, because uh, it's a powerful story of inspiration and hope. Mm -hmm. Well, thank thanks, you. So thanks much. again, Mary. All right, be in touch. All right, Barry, that was a great show. Mary was a fabulous guest. Um, it was great. Tell us about next week's show. Well, we have a woman who is actually also has a podcast, a national podcast on her own. And she invited me to be on her podcast to discuss one of my books. And as we were talking, and actually her podcast is all about uh, how to recover from addictions. And so I asked her about her story. And when she told me her story, I thought, gee, she'd be a great guest on this show. And uh, and so and she's also written a book about her experiences about, again, going through uh, having lived in a family system that was totally consumed by alcohol and how she found herself trapped in it and how she was able to extricate herself successfully from that family system. And, and she writes about that very eloquently in her book and uh, we'll be able to feature her in her book uh, uh, next month. Right. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And I look forward to our, our new guest, our new guest next week. I'm Patricia Raskin and co-hosting with Barry Weinhold. And again, the podcast is finding hope, the end to suffering. And we're so happy you can be with us. Thank you. This episode was brought to you by the Colorado Institute for Conflict Resolution and Creative Leadership. Find out more about these resources at wineholds.org. Dr. Weinhold is the author or co-author of 75 books on psychology, including his latest book, Get Real, The Hazards of Living Out of Your False Self, available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and more. Patricia Raskin is the host of the nationally recognized program, The Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show, and is currently heard on voiceamerica.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. New episodes of Finding Hope, The End to Suffering can be found every Wednesday. If you like the show, please leave a review and give us a rating. 